Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey, Toronto writer and commentator. Twice a week, I offer my take on the world, from craven politics and unchecked ambition to secret sauces, bitter loss, and fist-pumping redemption. They're stories to live by. Quirky, high-style, tear-jerking, funny ha-ha, sometimes funny peculiar. My tales don't walk down the sidewalk and browse in the windows. They sneak into alleyways and come out onto different worlds. Alex Brown narrates each mini-podcast to bring to your ears what you see with your eyes in my twice-a-week blogs. And now, today's episode of Ramsey Writes. Manufacturing Addiction Written by Bob Ramsey Back when I was a drug addict, quality control didn't exist because the manufacturers and sales force were drug dealers. You could die because what you smoked, snorted up your nose, or injected into your arm was laced with some deadly poison, or, if you were lucky, just a lot of talcum powder. Today, it's much worse. Millions of North Americans are hopelessly addicted to drugs that are manufactured by pharmaceutical companies. In fact, 500,000 of them have died from overdoses in the past 20 years. This is not because the drugs are cut with some noxious substance in order to boost a Colombian cartel's profits, but precisely because the drug itself becomes poisonous in the amounts prescribed by doctors. In other words, when it comes to opioids like fentanyl, just taking them at all can kill you. Today, with this particular kind of FDA and Health Canada-approved prescription medication, sudden death is not a bug, it's a feature. I note this irony because it has been exposed in two spectacular ways this year. One, a book, and the other, an HBO documentary. I urge you to visit both, not just for their searing subject matter, but because they are marvelously written and produced and signal a shift in the ways and quality of investigative reporting these days. The first is Patrick Radden Keefe's book, The Empire of Pain, the grand, devastating portrait of three generations of the Sackler family, famed for their philanthropy, whose fortune was built by Valium, and whose reputation was destroyed by OxyContin. Their company, Purdue Pharma, perfected a pill that could relieve everything from screaming bone cancer pain to everyday low back pain. The trouble was they claimed OxyContin wasn't addictive, even though it is, since like all opioids, when you take them to get high, the more you take, the more you need to take to produce the same effect. Early on, Purdue had patented a slow-release coating that prevented people using it as heroin in pill form. But all you had to do was crush the pill, dissolve it in water, or heat it up, et voila, 100% pure, uncut, FDA-approved heroin. Purdue also managed to hire an inside man at the FDA to help them write their OxyContin application so it would get approved. They also created a new word, pseudo-addiction, to describe the characteristics of people who got hooked on OxyContin. No surprise, these symptoms were almost identical to the effects of real addiction. Except for one big difference. The people who endured this addiction weren't the victims, at least according to the Sacklers. They were the perpetrators. Purdue and the Sacklers called them criminals. If there was an opioid crisis, it was all their fault. Which is a little like the National Rifle Association's notorious claim that guns don't kill people, people kill people. 
Meanwhile, Purdue was offering astounding bonuses to its salespeople, who signed up doctors and pharmacies by the, well, by the thousands, it turns out, because everyone was making obscene amounts of money. Patrick Keefe's book chronicles all this and more in a wildly readable way. It's no wonder the New York Times said, Put simply, this book will make your blood boil. A devastating portrait of a family consumed by greed and unwilling to take the slightest responsibility or show the least sympathy for what it wrought. Earlier this summer, the Sacklers agreed to a $4.5 billion settlement to halt the many lawsuits launched against them. This money will be distributed to 48 U.S. states for treatment centers and communities ravaged by opioid addiction. Beyond the money, the Sacklers have promised not to lend their names to any museum for at least nine years. Many Americans think the Sacklers got away with murder. So sometime tomorrow, a bankruptcy judge will decide on the family immunities in the original deal. Keefe also plays a big role in the two-part documentary on America's opioid crisis, The Crime of the Century, that drew an astounding 97.5 rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Part 1 charts the Sackler-Purdue story, and Part 2 takes on Insys Therapeutics, who began to bribe doctors to overprescribe fentanyl and defraud insurance companies. Their pitch was that this cancer-only pain drug was actually quite effective for other pain as well. Sure. I watched both parts of Alex Gibney's documentary on the flight home from Calgary last weekend. If you're like me... Watching a movie on a crowded flight makes for neither optimum concentration nor enjoyment. It's viewing light. But this is the only in-flight film I've ever seen where I was riveted the entire 231 minutes. So I urge you to read The Empire of Pain and watch The Crime of the Century. Drug companies are near and dear to our hearts these days. But like too many organizations, they can be very good and very bad at the same time. And when your business is to sell drugs that relieve enormous pain to give you back your life, don't be surprised if the side effect is to cause enormous pain and take your life instead. Today's Ramsey Writes was read by Alex Brown. For more information on Bob Ramsey, his work, and all the other things he does besides writing, go to ramseyinc.com. That's R-A-M-S-A-Y-I-N-C dot com.